right, everybody. Welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope everybody's just having a lovely day. Um, this episode, let's go do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, one of those episodes where you know, we talk about things going on, things on my mind, blah, 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 blah. Um, today, I can't start off without saying, uh, you know, talking about the Cardinals a little bit. They won tonight. Matthew Libator, nice work. I hope that uh, this is, uh, it'd be nice if this is like a turning point for him because he pitched great. Eight shutout innings against the Rays. Hopefully it's not one of those where I'm playing my former team and I'm extra super psyched and blah, blah, blah. Hopefully it's like uh, maybe he figured something out. Not even all I could screw it up. He, he, I mean, he, he tried. He put in uh, JoJo, JoJo Romero, who... I love, he's done a great job, but he pitched an inning and two-thirds last night, and you throw him back out there tonight with a five-run lead, and are you trying to make his arm fall off? I don't know. You never know with Ollie. But either way, got the win tonight, and Libertor was awesome. So hopefully that's something that he can build on in this uh, lost season. Now, I'm going to talk about this quote-unquote lost season. I think that's so stupid. It's like... Uh, you know, Mosellock comes out, and yes, we sold. The Cardinals sold at the de- trade deadline and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, well, we're playing for 2024. Uh, meanwhile, we've got a 35-year-old first baseman who won the MVP last year who's not getting any younger. Got a 32-year-old third baseman who's still a complete badass. One of the best players in the league, best third baseman in baseball. But we're playing for 2024. If I'm those two, I'm like, are we, why are we? And I also think that whenever these teams say that they're doing that and they're just like, oh, we're selling, we're playing for 2024, like, great message to the team. Like, if, if I'm some of those guys, I'm like, what the hell are we even playing for? Can we just go home and get ready for 2024? Are we just getting super duper shit. Like, the whole point of playing baseball is, and the whole offseason is to get ready for the season. Well, right now, you're in the season. So quit talking about next year. Like, let them, you know, just shut the hell up. Make the trades you needed to make. You know, you did all that. But don't just shut up and just let them play. See what you can do. I mean, I, you know, if I was Arenado and Goldie, I'd be pissed off because it's like, um, first of all, we didn't sign up for this. Second of all, again, whenever the, people just talk about, oh, it's a lost season, this and that. Well, they play 162 games. You've played 116 so far. So, yeah, getting, getting pretty late. But... This was, uh, hell, this was like right after the All-Star break when he came out and said, well, we're playing for 2024. It's like, well, then what's the last 65, 70 games for? Like, what the hell are we even doing? I hate that. You never know what can happen. I know this year, whatever, it's this year's whatever. But, you know, you might as well, but you keep trying to win. Keep trying to win every game and see what the hell happens. I mean, um, and you can go back to 2011. Maybe I'm just, uh, I'm kind of like a hopeless romantic when it comes to the Cardinal Because, like, you know, I bitch about him a lot, and this year it's easy to. But, uh, you know, 2011, what, we're like 10 and a half games out in August. Get hot, make the playoffs. And now I know that, you know, this year, that that was like a once in a who knows thing. But I still don't like the fact that the idea of, oh, we're just, you know, we'll get them next year. Like, I don't like this Cubs mentality crap that they've had, the Cubs have had for however many decades, you know. So, and now now Cub fans will be like, well, we're kicked your ass this year. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. 
But, but then if you say anything about, uh, if you mention the fact of how dominant the Cardinals have been over the Cubs over the last, you know, like as far as like tradition and history, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like living in the past. And like, shut up. You know, majority of Cub fans know what's going on. But yeah, they're playing great. Hey, good for them, whatever. But that's what's, it's aggravating that um, it's just, uh, it's coming from up top, too. Mosaic, you know, with his little smug, well, we're new, you know, I, I can't stand him. Um, and then we've got uh, two guys down in the minors just dominating, and he gave some BS answer about why they're not up yet and all this other kind of stuff. Luke and Baker, yes, I know he's 26. He's like 32 dongs, and his OPS is like 11-something. He's hitting like 340 in AAA. And when he comes up, he can't get on the, he can't get any ABs, you know, and Mason Wynn, I know that they're, I don't know what they're doing with him, trying to like a service time deal where if he comes up at a certain point, he won't be rookie next year. And if he wins rookie of the year next year, we get a draft pick and all this other kind of nonsense, but no pressure, by the way. Hey, we're waiting to bring you up. So just in case you win rookie of the year next year, we'll get a draft pick. But his answers are just so, I'm just, I think he's full of crap and uh man i used to just like have some faith in his decisions and trust him and stuff and i just think he, i just think it's awful i don't trust anything and ollie i don't trust him at all i mean i think he's barf i was talking to uh when i'm trying to think we used to go to the winter warm-ups okay the cardinals have this thing every winter and obviously they didn't have for like two years straight because of covid but they have the winter warm-up and it's like a fan fest basically for like a weekend Hang on here, my throat's dry. And so, like, they'd have, like, a fan fest thing. Autographs with the players. It's a really cool deal. It's a really neat deal. But they have, like, a Q&A with the manager, and they have a Q&A with the owner, and they have a Q&A with, you know. And I'm sure those guys love doing that because the Cardinals are winning every year. But, well, I mean, within reason, I guess. But, uh I told Mandy, I'm like, I think we should go this year. And I'm just want to, when I, I'm just going to wait for that part with Ollie. And I'm just going to have like a little notepad with me and I'm just going to raise my hand and I'm going to ask questions like, uh, 2022, Paul Goldschmidt won the MVP. And I'll be like, or do you remember that Ollie? And I'm not going to condescend to him, but you know, whatever. Cause uh, you know, I'm sure he's smarter than me. But obviously, he's smarter than me. He's a major league baseball manager. But I'm just saying, so much stupid stuff. I'm an angry fan, so I'm going to be like, okay, um, he hit, okay, I'll be like, he hit third in all of 2022. Arnauto hit fourth. Goldsmith won the MVP. Arnauto was third. And this year, for no reason, you hit Goldie second all year. Why? And just answer that, please. Okay. And then I'm going to ask, okay. Like I was talking about, um, they're just acting like they don't, they're not like really trying to win games at this point in the season. Um, last week, there was a game against the Twins, and we're down five to three in the ninth. The roadie for the Allman Brothers, aka Taylor Motter, is up to bat with the game on the line in the ninth inning. We're down two runs. We've got Arenado, Tyler, my body's a temple. I, I'll play when I'm damn good and ready. O'Neal and Gorman or not Gorman. I'm sorry, not Gorman Contreras on the bench. Those three guys. And he lets Motter hit for himself and we lose. Okay. 
And so then um, Katie Wu, who was the awesome, awesome uh, beat writer for The Athletic for the Cardinals, she was having like a live chat deal the other day. And I asked her, I'm like, did anybody ask why uh, he let Moderate hit for himself? And she sent me the tweet and all this kind of stuff, or the Z, Cassit, Cassit, whatever, the X, Cassit, that uh, um, from and his response was, uh, all three of them had uh, a scheduled day off. A scheduled day off. Like, are you trying to win? That that is so stupid. Larusa, I bitched about him constantly. Cannot stand him. I mean, he just did so much stupid stuff. But you know, we got two World Series. So, I mean, but that just goes to show you that fans are going to gripe no matter what, probably. But he did a lot of stuff that drove me nuts. But scheduled days off. It's like, oh, yep, can't even get a pinch hit. Scheduled day off. For one thing, that's stupid. This is this is back. This is this is this young. He's like a thirty-six-year-old manager. This is this young analytics load management crap that's going on now. And that's one thing. And two, why are you giving all three of them a scheduled day off in the same exact day to where we have to have Taylor Motter, who Taylor Motter isn't good enough to start at Memphis yet. He gets like spot starts now in the infield and everything. Meanwhile, we got Mason Wynn in Triple A just tearing shit up. So, uh, I would ask him, I would ask him, are you really trying to win at all? I mean, like, I, I, I get it. Everybody saying it's a lost season and blah, blah, blah. But are you even trying? Like, if we if we were in the right in the middle of the pennant race, would, would, would you give all three of them a scheduled day off? It's just uh, that kind of stuff stupid. The way he handles the bullpen, everything, he just, he, yeah. The, all your ants I've had on here several times, so... Um, but those, uh, and even tonight, um, Libertor threw 101 pitches. So he takes them out after the eighth that, okay, whatever. We're up five runs, but again, Jojo Romero threw an inning and two thirds last night and you put him in with a five run lead at the end of the game. Like you, like, uh, don't do the Matheny wood chipper shit. Like, like Mike Matheny ruined so many good young relief pitchers arms just ran them through they again bernie Miklas, i think and everybody in st louis started calling it up after that the matheny wood chipper just just you know hey your my arm's gonna fall off like you know he just don't do that with jojo we like jojo he's a feisty little guy he's good shit don't 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 do that so but anywho that's what's so stupid about it all if you had, if you if you would have managed better and if you wouldn't have pissed away so many games with just stupid i'm like the division's horrible. You got three coming up with Kansas City. Then you got Oakland coming up. Like, those teams are horrible. Like, if, if you get any kind of momentum going at all, it's like, good Lord. I mean, it's, I don't know. People are just like, well, the season's over. And then, well, then let's just let's just forfeit the rest of the season then. I mean, what the hell? That's I just don't have that kind of attitude. It's like you still have like 45, 46, what is it, 47 games left, I think. Like, just... Go out there and bust your ass, see what happens, you know. Are you going to come up short? About a 99.5% chance, yes, but d- just go play. At least, I mean, just play it out, you know. But the Cardinals have had teams, like, I remember like 03, you know, like 2002, they were really, we were really good. 2003, they were still like, over 500, but didn't make the playoffs in 04, 05, 06. You know, awesome, awesome, awesome. 07 was the last time they had a losing season. 
and weight wasn't great. But then, like, so, but you look back at those teams that are kind of shitty, shitty for the Cardinals anyway, and you can always, like, remember a guy that they had, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, that guy, well, how's he on the team, you know, whatever. And back then, you can always think of a guy or two. Well, this is going to be the season where we look back on here in a handful of years, hopefully when we're really good to get into, like, uh, like 2023, that was a disaster. Remember that Taylor Motter mofo we had playing? Oh, my gosh. The Motter, you know, Taylor Motter actually getting starts for us, you know. I'm sure that's what Arenado and Goldie signed up for. Yeah, we want to, you know, Arenado opted in so that he could, uh, be in the, like, the nights that he DHs, he's got Taylor Motter playing third and taking a spot. Yep, that's, I'm sure that's what he signed up for. Ready to go, Mo. We love you. We love your smug condescending bs we just we just love it we love you anywho um back to some more positive things um again libertor pitch great tonight tonight also uh uh pastor randy shepherd and his wife sherry came over because they had a present for uh my son stevie and um <clears throat> if you listen on here at all uh scott Rowland's my favorite player of all time I'll get to him a little bit more later here in a minute, but um, they went on this big, big, long vacation, and they went, I can't, I, I mean, I don't even want to say where they went, I don't want to misspeak, but <clears throat> they went to like a Cleveland Guardians game, and they went all the way up the East Coast and everything, and Niagara Falls and everything, and they went back through, Scott Rowland got inducted to the Hall of Fame on a Sunday, and they went through the day after that through Cooperstown and they went to the hall of fame, <clears throat> which, um, I, uh, I just think it's a, it's an, I mean, from what they were saying and he sent me pictures and stuff, but, um, it's an amazing, amazing place. So anyway, they had a, they had a present for Stevie and so they came over and they brought it tonight and it was a Scott Rowland pennant, like a Scott Rowland 2023 hall of fame pennant. And, uh, it looked really, really good in the barn. It would look really good uh, in other places like with the rooms I have. But it's going up in Stevie's room. I'm not going to be like that. It, obviously, it was for Stevie. It's fine. Whatever. So, kick-ass uh, 2023 Hall of Fame Scott Rowland uh, pennant that they got for him, which was very, very nice. So, anyways, they sat down for a while and were telling some stories about Cooperstown. Um now, this is a little sidebar here. When I was, again, I'm the youngest of four, so I was maybe five, five, I think, maybe six. I have itty-bitty like flashes, like visions, memories of this vacation we took. We went all the way up to Niagara Falls, same thing, Maine, blah, 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 blah. Came back through, and Dad always swore that it was an accident, and to this day, mom says the same thing. Like, they did not mean to do it. They just completely, completely stumbled into it. But um, hit Cooperstown going back uh, down the East Coast or whatever the hell. I don't know. And, <clears throat> sorry, but it just happened to be the day that the, the, the Hall of Fame game was going on. And the Cardinals were playing the Orioles, like, in, in the hall of fame game and it was i think it was either 83 84 something like that completely stumbled into it uh i have this little memory of being like along the right field line and getting lifted up on somebody's shoulder or something and watching the game um and uh 
there was a shirt that uh, I had, like a Cooperstown shirt, I guess. And whenever we moved here and bought this house off of my mother, uh, they found this shirt that said, like, Cooperstown, New York, blah, 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 Hall of Fame. And it fits, like, my son perfect. So my son, like, literally wears that shirt. And it's from about, it's like the early 80s, like 83, 84, something like that. So... I've been to Cooperstown, but I was really little, and again, apparently we just stumbled into it and got completely lucky. Not only did we bump into the Hall of Fame, like literally our favorite team, our team was like playing that day. It was insane. So that's my little memory. Now, what Pastor and Sherry were telling us about um, Cooperstown, this is what makes it super awesome. It's the best Hall of Fame out of all the sports Hall of Fames that they have. It's by far the best. Cooperstown, they said, is a town that's like got one one stoplight in it, like no, like fast food chains. No, it's like super small. That makes it, that's awesome. And, um, he, uh, one thing that pastor said is, uh, they, a lot of people were wearing shirts and, uh, Cooperstown's like slogan. That's not like a slogan, but like the shirts that you can get there in Cooperstown that people wear, it says, uh, Cooperstown, a drinking town with a baseball problem. And I was like, that's, an unbelievable slogan. That's a kick-ass slogan, a kick-ass shirt. So I'd like to look on Amazon to see if they got any of those. But uh, yes, amazing slogan, a drinking town with a baseball problem. It's awesome because it's just a teeny tiny town that has this shrine, this unbelievable shrine to baseball, just like right there in it. And it's, it's a really, really, really cool deal. So and again, they sent me set us pictures and stuff when they were there, and man, I you know, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing place. Which leads me to my favorite player, Scott Rowland, getting into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think it was week before last, a couple Sundays ago. Um, we all we watched it. Uh, I had my son watch it, and my wife watched it too. His speech. I know that I'm biased, extremely biased, but I thought it was awesome. So. And then I started reading all these uh, sports writers saying that it's how great it was. So um, there were many of them, and the 47 Hall of Famers were there. And the Cardinals' main beat writer, Derek Gould, was there, and he was having a chat. And I asked him where he ranked that speech and everything. He said, after asking all the sports writers and all the Hall of Famers that were there, like the consensus was if – in the in the modern era of speeches that they've that they do at the Hall of Fame, if it wasn't, uh, it was either one of the best, if not the best, that uh, speeches that any of them had heard in the modern era. So, if you get a chance to listen to it, uh, just YouTube it. Scott Rowland's Hall of Fame speech. It's awesome, and it's about like mid. It's I mean he's a he grew up in a small town in Indiana, like Midwest. And family values, hard work, all that kind of stuff. And man, it was just a really kick-ass speech. So I highly recommend, if you have not seen that yet, YouTube it. Uh, It's amazing. So that's kind of my cardinal stuff, I guess. Um, You know, I mean, I could just sit here and keep on graving about Ollie, but nobody wants to hear that. Let's keep it positive. Uh, So there's my cardinal stuff. Now, coming up. School's going to start up, obviously, for all the kiddos and everything. So that's another thing that, uh, you know, everybody's getting ready for for school. 
Um, our son Stevie is getting ready for the first grade. So next time he's on here, he'll be a first grader, not in kindergarten anymore. He has, uh, he's just as into basketball now as baseball. So uh, there is, um, I mean, it's like nonstop on the TV and the living room and outside and everything. But uh, his favorite player with basketball um, is Steph Curry, and that's fine with me. But I want to highly recommend anybody that has Apple TV um, has probably already seen it, but um, there's a documentary about Steph Curry called Underrated, and it is uh, really, 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 really good. So I think that I highly recommend that as well. So here's what you do. You just sit on your ass, watch Scott Rowland's Hall of Fame speech, and then uh, get the free trial for Apple TV, watch Underrated, Steph Curry, and uh, yeah, it's a good day. It's a good afternoon, good evening, whatever. So those two things I highly recommend. But Steph, you know, he does all he does a lot of flashy stuff after he makes all those threes and blah 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 blah. And you try to teach your kid the right way not to do all that kind of crap. But uh, seeing his whole story and growing up and everything, um, obviously, like don't feel bad for the kid. His dad was in the NBA, so it's not like he came from this humble upbringing, you know. But uh, it shows how uh, you know he was he was uh, much 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 smaller than everyone and. Did not let that deter him. He just uh, worked his butt off. So it's a great documentary. I highly, highly recommend that as well. So now let's see what else I have down here. This time of year also means, hang on a second. My throat's dry again. This time of year also means fantasy football is right around the corner. And I am an addict. I love fantasy football. I'm in, let's see here. I'm in four leagues officially. I kind I wanted to start a dynasty league, but I'm not going to have teams in it. And it'd be a pain to run two different leagues. So uh, that probably won't even happen. But I'm in four leagues. And then there's guillotineleagues.com. Anybody that plays fantasy football that listens to this, I highly recommend guillotineleagues.com. It is an amazing, uh, it's a great app. This dude's money um you uh it's like a survivor league so you draft your team uh and he he keeps having them to like week seven or eight or no hell maybe more than that i don't know anyway you can do them during the season two but so you there's like 18 teams in him and you have a draft before the season starts and the way it works it's just a survivor league so the team with the worst score out of all 18 teams gets chopped. They're done. They're out of the league. Their whole roster goes into the free agents. Yeah, you get a thousand dollar fab for the year. People that people that play fantasy know what I'm talking about. If you don't, whatever. I mean, just maybe this will get you hooked on it because it's amazing. But so every week, the the team with the lowest score in the whole league gets chopped. They're done. And their team, like again, their players go into this big, go into the free agent pool, and they have like a blind, the waiver wire every week. You know, it's like a blind auction. So you bid on whatever players you want, and blah blah blah, and then uh, it just keeps on rolling until till the end. So it's really really cool. I love it. And this year, I even and this year he even started doing a thing where there's 12, 12 team leagues. 
So what you ha- what you do is it goes through for however many weeks. If you win your 12-team Survivor League, then you get in a bigger pool with the other 11 winners, and you go from there, and then the it's a big-ass pot. So I, it's like a thousands or whatever if you win that. So, and it was like, I don't know, I think they're only like maybe 30 bucks to get in, something like that. So uh, I'm in, I believe, four of those and then four like regular fantasy leagues. So yes, I have a bit of a problem, but there's a lot of people that are a lot more than that though. I just, <clears throat> I just love it. I mean, I, I listen to fantasy football pods. I love all the stats and all the blah, blah, blah. And, um, I, it all started about 15 years ago when my buddies got me to join one when I was living in Florida and I'm still in that same league 15 years later. And I've been in like, again, now I, I run one. I'm in, yeah, one with guys from work, the one I was in from Florida, and then another one with people around here, like friends I have around here. So four of them, it's fun, it's addicting, um, but I'm addicted because it's, uh, I don't know, ask the other 30 million people while they're addicted, so, you know, whatever, it's just a lot of fun. Um but now I'll give us, I'll, I'll give like a tutorial to people that are on the fence about doing fantasy, whatever. Uh, there's so many different ways you can play it, but, um, you can do have a PPR league, which is point per reception. So if the quarterback throws it to a dude and he catches it, he gets a point. And then whatever yards he gets after that, you get a point for every 10 yards. You get a point for every catch. There are way there's, <clears throat> One thing I think is stupid, but three out of the four leagues I'm in, the only league that does not do this is the guillotine leagues and the league that I run because I think it's stupid. I wish the other three leagues I'm in would stop doing it, but I don't want to be that guy that bitches about stuff. Kickers and defenses, worthless, pain in the ass. Get rid of them. Get them out. Have a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and two flexes. And do PPR. Boom. That's all you got to do. You got eight starters, do like six guys on the bench, have 14 rounds, just knock that shit out, bam. That's all you got to do. Don't overthink it. But three of the, out of the four leagues I'm in, they're in the stone, they're in like the stone age and they still have kickers and defenses and 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 nobody I don't I think nobody's like uh either I don't know. Neither people don't care enough about it or it's just kind of like the way it's always been so they don't want to change it. But I'm saying right now, if you want to start up a fantasy league, no kickers, no defenses. Just huge pain in the ass. And the way that uh, it's scored is stupid, too. So, yeah, just get them out. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. Um, I actually got the idea of, I mean, I wanted to get rid of kickers and defenses anyways. But um, the guillotine legs, that's the way they do it. That's why they score it. And I kind of took it from them. So, um, there's just so much fun stuff about it. And then they have this. And it's been around for damn near 20 years, I bet. But uh, the Red Zone Channel is like the best invention in the history of sports where it's seven hours of football without commercials. And it's just nothing but... Uh, and it's all related to fantasy, you know. So they, they, they just show... Uh, it's a Red Zone Channel, obviously. So if, some, if a team gets in the Red Zone, they go to that. You know, they've got like the Octo Box. So if there's four... I mean, it's just... 
they can have four games going at the same time. You can watch them all and whatever fantasy players you have going and watch that, watch that screen. And, and just like, there's not one commercial for seven hours. And that is, it, that's why it's like, uh, once football season starts, it's like euphoria for me. I'm just like, holy crap. And then the older Stevie gets, I don't know. He's getting, he's like six now, almost he'll be seven here in a couple months. So it's like, he'll, uh, probably start to get into it too. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty much, uh, indisposed from about noon to whatever on, on Sundays, go to church, come back, watch a little, uh, Matthew Berry or a little, uh, whatever doing their, or yeah, it's usually Matthew Berry doing his, uh, pre, but there's other, there's a lot of good, good stuff out there. The fantasy footballers, they're amazing. They have an app, they have a podcast, they have a lot of great stuff. Uh, with Matthew Bear, you can do rotopass.com. It's an amazing, like just a lot, ton of information out there for all the fantasy footballers. So, but having said all that, like I, anybody that I'm in the same league as, I don't want them doing that stuff because I don't want them trying to get a leg up on me. But um, yeah, just do a little church, come home, breakfast, watch Matthew Berry, and then booyah. And this year is the first year that the barn is like uh, in a sitch where it could be an option to come out here and watch Red Zone. So, yeah, a lot of possibilities. Maybe I'll do a live pod one of these times here with uh, maybe a buddy or two. Well, I got a lot of buddies that won't come on because, I don't know, they think their jobs are... I, I have no idea. Whatever. But, uh, screw them. Don't, I don't need them. I can come in here and do voices and talk to myself and be better off. So, but... uh um, yeah, we can do some, uh, maybe do some live stuff during football season. Come out here and, uh, watch, watch a little red zone out here in the barn. Um, so yeah, this one, uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to talk about this and that a little, this a little, that some things that we have coming up. I've been saying this forever websites coming up. Um, now, uh, we have shirts and decals, and I have said that before, but um, I think what maybe we'll do, once the website's up, they'll be on there, but um, I'll probably have Mandy, uh, have Wifey, we'll take some pictures of all that stuff, I'll put them on my social media, and then uh, if you're interested, in, just DM me, and uh, we'll get them to you. If you are not from around here, and you want them, we'll ship them to you. Um, again, it'll be a lot easier once the website's up and all that kind of stuff. But again, in the meantime, we'll, uh, I think that's what I'll do. I'll put some pictures out on, um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, so just look at welcome to Heath barn. Twitter's at Heath barn 22, but, um, my name is welcome to Heath barn on there. So, but, um, if you look at all that stuff, you can find them on there. We'll put, well, I'll put the pictures on there. And then, like I said, if you're interested, DM me, if you are not from around here and they need to be shipped to you, we, we will, I'll get right back to you and we'll figure it all out. I'll have the prices for everything on there. Um, and the sizes and all that good stuff. Um, that's one thing coming up. Um, some other things here. Pastor wants to come in and do like a, do he wants to do like a football draft. <clears throat> so, uh, I know that some of you that don't have any interest in fantasy football, this may seem kind of boring, but 
whatever. Tough. He wants to do a football draft. I've done baseball with Pastor, a Cardinals draft. I have done an NBA draft, and now we're going to do a football one. That one's going to be coming up. Uh, a couple more that I want to do soon is a top 10 play by play guys list, like a sports sports list um, of the top 10 in our opinion, play by play guys from any sport. And then I want to do another one with the analyst list. I want to do one of uh, have a uh, another list with our top 10 uh, fictional sports characters. So that's another draft that's going to be coming up soon. Um, but the main one here I'm going to be doing, I've already kind of started it, but it's going to take a little while. I was actually hoping to have it out tonight, but it's a lot of editing and I'm not quite done with it yet. So that's why I'm here tonight. Just kind of talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, but it's going to be like a best of summer, uh, episode where I take, uh, you know, I just kind of edit clips, little sound bites from the best parts that I that that I liked a lot and the best, some of the funniest parts and put them all in one kind of a best of summer episode. And that will be the next one that comes out. Most likely if I can get that done before Monday, I will probably put it out as like a little bonus kind of episode. So I'll be working on that here in the next day or two. Again, I've got some of it, but I mean, it's a pain editing that stuff and I'm old. So whatever, but I did it once for that one episode for the clip show from earlier this summer. So, or no, right around a few months ago. So I can do it again. It's just going to take me a little time. So that is the next thing coming up. So a lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, one thing too, right before I go, I was watching Dan Patrick show right before I started this. And there was like a clip of them saying, are you old school or new school? I already know the answer to that. I'm old school, period, whatever. But they weren't talking about sports and stuff. They were talking about, um, Dan has like, they were talking about if you're, okay, he's got daughters. And one of them's married, one of them's getting serious but not married yet or something, I don't know. So it was like, okay, are you new school or old school? Would you call, like, um, would you call him Mr. Patrick or would you call him Dan if you were dating his daughter? So they went around the room because uh, a couple of the Danettes have daughters and all this kind of stuff. And so they went through that whole thing. Are you old school or are you new school? And I got to thinking about me growing up. And when I, when me and Manny got married, hell, I was uh, 30s. So I, I called him Rick because I wasn't. Uh, but, again, I was old. Growing up, and again, I don't have a daughter. I almost said, thank God, but I no, 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 I didn't though. I didn't, but I will, I will, when my, when my son is dating, grows up and he's dating, I will, uh, tell him you, you call, you call, uh, their father by, you call them Mr. Blank, whatever their last name is. You don't call them by their first name. Now, if you're like a grown ass man and I, and I think, um, one of the, one of Dan's guys said, uh, no, Dan said the guy that was calling him. Uh, Dan was like 27 and they're like, that's about the cutoff because it's like, if you're super like, again, he was saying like, I gotta know where the relationship's going. You know, I gotta know, like if, if you're going to end up being my son-in-law, that's a different story, but I'm Mr. Patrick to a certain point. And I can see me being like, you know, like if you're in your twenties, I don't know. It's tough. 
old school though. Like I bet I, yeah, I'm all about saying Mr. Mr. Patrick, you know, so you call, I will tell my son, whoever you're dating, you do not call their dad by the first name. You call them Mr. Blah, 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 whatever their last name is. And then, you know, Hey, whatever. And then whenever you get married, whatever, whatever he's comfortable with, if he wants you to keep calling him Mr. Then you keep doing it. If he says you can call him blah, blah, blah. Don't, but don't be calling him dad. I'm your dad. Don't call your, don't call your father-in-law dad. I'm dead. That's my only thing. Don't be calling him that. Call him whatever he's comfortable with, but it's, it's up to him. So, yeah. So I'm old school even with that stuff. They were they started talking about sports, and then they took a left turn and started talking about like that kind of stuff. Sports. Yes, old school for life. But, uh, yeah. So anyways, that was us, like the last thing I had written down here. It's kind of a random thought, but it was, it was what was on TV right before I started this pod. So, anywho... Okay, again, kind of a short one, a little this, a little that, like I said, but did some Cardinals, did some fantasy football. I told you an episode like this would be coming up. Remember everything I said that's in the hopper here that's going to be coming out soon. Uh, I will get things out. The Facebook, Welcome to the Heath Barn, but uh, John Heath is my personal one, and then you got Welcome to the Heath Barn on Instagram, Welcome to the Heath Barn, TikTok, Twitter, at HeathBarn22, and I will put out, uh, I'm sorry, X, Sorry, I'm not used to that. Um, but I will put out uh, the shirts and the decals on there soon. And uh, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. Times are changing. We're getting, we're, we're falls right around the corner. We got football, lots of football. And then shit, then you just kind of ease it in the wintertime. Then it's basketball time. And then it's, you know, so we just, uh, sucks when the summer's over. But also there's a lot of fun stuff around the corner. So uh, hopefully there's a lot of fun stuff coming up for Welcome to the Heath Barton Podcast. So, again, thank you very much for listening. Be looking out for everything. And uh, hopefully, again, that uh, Best of Summer episode will be out after this one. Coming out soon. Should be a lot of fun. Thank you very much for your support. And that's that.